Unapologetic Experience. I am your host, Jarius, the Unapologetic Geek. And man, I have missed you all. Like, you all don't understand. I know I've been doing other podcasts. I've been doing Off Topic. Uh, We just launched a culture sports over at uh, Black With No Chaser. But as far as my show, I've missed doing this. Uh, Basically, I took some time off because life comes at you fast. And I moved, uh, ended up moving from Jackson, Mississippi to Georgia. And man, moving takes a toll. Anybody who's ever moved before knows that shit will kick your ass. And it is indiscriminate in kicking your ass. But anyway... I'm back, hopefully better than ever, and I just can't wait to discuss a couple things. Um, we're going to get into uh, the D23 conference, which just happened, um, which is Disney just doing their annual conference where they, where they announced the upcoming slate of films and TV shows and all that. Uh, we'll get into The Matrix. We're going to talk about an interesting acquisition by uh, Hasbro. A toy company, world famous toy company, and they did something recently that just has everybody scratching their head. And of course, I gotta talk about a certain chicken sandwich that has taken the world and the internet by storm. But first, I can't believe Spider Man, as of right now, as of today, is out of the MCU. I can't believe it. I, I can't believe that. We're at a point where, going forward, arguably the best rendition of Spider-Man will be no more as far as the MCU is concerned. I mean, they're going to do something. Sony is talking about uh, still going through with the third Spider-Man film in the Homecoming franchise, but, I mean, as of right now, it's done. Uh, Just a little background information, Sony and Disney just basically couldn't come to terms on a new deal. Uh, Rumors and reports are saying that Disney was asking for 50% of all profits, which I thought is absurd as a Marvel fan and as a Disney fan as far as how they've they've constructed the Marvel Universe. I thought that was ridiculous. But in negotiations, you're supposed to start off high and just work your way down from there. Uh, But yeah, asking for 50% outright, I mean, 50% outright is crazy. Like, that's nuts. At the same time, hasn't Disney kind of earned it? Disney took the franchise when it was at its lowest point, and that's not saying that the Amazing Spider-Man series didn't make a lot of money, because it did. But it was at its lowest point critically and really in the box office. Like, they weren't getting the returns that they were used to. And of course Sony had the huge email leak and Disney saw a tidbit where there was a conversation among Sony saying uh, hey you know what did you guys think about reaching out to Disney and possibly having Spider-Man become an Avenger which as the story goes caused Disney to hit them up like yeah what's up let's talk about it and thus Spider-Man coming to the MCU and Captain America's Civil War was born and it's to my understanding the original deal like Disney got 5% of the profits back or something like that which is crazy low for what they ended up doing with the franchise and then they got Spider-Man his first billion dollar movie which I didn't know that was a situation that was even a thing until recently when it was announced that Spider-Man Far From Home crossed the billion dollar mark now with that being said 
I kind of think I kind of think Disney has earned the right to kind of call the shots. Now, do they necessarily deserve 50% that I'm not sold on, but at least 30, man. Like, come on, 70, 30, Disney has earned that right. And speaking of 30%, it's to my understanding that both sides are, have resumed talks. The latest rumor that I've heard is Disney has come forward with a 30% offer. And they're waiting for Sony to uh, get back to them, I guess, over the weekend or whatever the case may be. And that is even sadder when you consider that um, Tom Holland was actually at D23, which is Disney, like I said, their annual expo where they talk about uh, their new projects coming up. He has a new Pixar movie called Onward that he's going to be a part of. And uh, from the reports that I've seen, it appears that the fans just gave him an overwhelmingly positive ovation when he stepped out on stage. And he said something to the effect of, uh, this week has been crazy. And I, from the bottom of my heart, I just want to thank everybody and I'm grateful. And I love you 3000. Which, oh my God, that broke my heart. That was like as bad as when Spider-Man died in Infinity War for me. Because the kid is clearly sad. Tom Holland is clearly sad about this. Uh, he's unfollowed Sony's accounts on Instagram and uh, Twitter. Which, of course, everybody knows in the age of social media, that's a huge deal. Especially when they're your employer. And it, it's just, it's a bad looking situation. Uh, it's bad to a degree on Disney's side. But for whatever reason, it looks way worse on Sony's side. It's like Sony is trying to come out there and kind of pit it on Disney. But people who remember where the franchise was headed before Disney got hold of it know that we really can't trust Sony with the project. Sony was trying to do too much too fast with Amazing Spider-Man 2. I've always said that. And their world-building um, technique is questionable. And another thing you have to consider, and Sony is saying they're moving forward with the third Tom Holland movie, but you have to consider this. You can't address Iron Man if you do a third movie. You can't address the snap. You can't address the blip, which is the term that's used for when everybody came back after the snap. You can't address Spider-Man being an Avenger. It's a lot of things that you can't address that were pivotal and... Um, they were a, a very important part of that character's development in this series of films. And so that's something that's really, you know, bothersome. Like, what do you do next? What do you do with this character, with this Spider-Man that you really didn't build a story around and you're feuding with the company? Well, I'm not going to call it a feud. You're, you're having negotiation issues with the company that did build his story up and have all the characters that are pivotal to his progression. So uh, we'll see how it turns out. I have faith that they are going to get a deal done. It's a lot of money on the line. It's a lot of fan support on the line. And some people say they don't give a shit about the fans, but I think a part of them, a part of the, the uh, execs in Sony I mean, like you know we need to work this out and hopefully they can come to a deal and we continue to get Tom Holland in the MCU but I mentioned it a couple times I mentioned D23 and I guess we can get into that um, 
Disney made quite a few announcements and showed some footage uh, for some of their properties that is coming up for Disney's Plus. Uh, the Mandalorian, which looks fantastic. It, I've never seen a, a series that actually looks like a movie. The Mandalorian, from my understanding, has a $120 million budget. And, you know, you hear about budgets all the time. But, hell, they could be spending $10 million on, like, food or something like that. No. I can say, after watching The Mandalorian's uh, trailer, they spent that entire $120 million. It looks gorgeous. It looks like a feature film. And as someone whose interest really isn't deep in Star Wars outside of, of course, the Jedi and the Sith, I want to see this show. This show looks badass. This show looks worth getting Disney Plus on its own. But of course, they didn't stop there. They announced that Ewan McGregor will be reprising his role as Obi-Wan Kenobi in the new Disney Plus series. Um, I always thought badass, old ass, <laughs> washed a little bit. Obi-Wan Kenobi was a badass character. And uh, I'm interested to see what they do with him. I wonder if Darth Maul is going to make an appearance. It seems like they, they um, well, you know what? As far as the time period is concerned, it may be after uh, Obi-Wan defeats Darth Maul that last time uh, on that other Disney show. I forgot what it was called, like Disney Rogues or something like that. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, another thing that was announced that was a huge deal, Black Panther 2 was officially announced. Now, before you get hype and you go crazy and you get ready to go out and, and prepare for the return of the King of Wakanda in theaters, people, 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 it's not coming out until May 6th of 2020. If the Lord says the same, we'll be here to all watch this movie together. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm praying for. But God damn, that's a long time away. May 6, 2022? Like, dog. And then at that point, it'll be, what, four years since the original one came out? Uh, but the rumors that I've heard are all positive. Uh, they want to bring Namor, the Savage Submariner, or Submariner, it depends on how you uh, pronounce it, tomato, tomato. They want to bring him in, and uh, apparently the rumored subtitle is Two Kings. And I think that's fitting because one of the best rivalries in Marvel Comics is between Namor and uh, T'Challa. It's Two Kings. Um, Namor kind of brings that cockier side out of T'Challa because he's always trying to flex on him and challenge him. And it usually results in those two having some great battles. There's one battle in particular that I deem a classic where uh, Namor had the Phoenix Force running through his body. And if nobody knows what the Phoenix Force is, it's basically the thing that uh, the alien entity that uh, allowed Jean Grey to become Phoenix, Dark Phoenix. And he was hopped up on Phoenix Force and he went and tore Wakanda the fuck up. Now, I hope they don't do that in the movie. Of course, they, I don't believe they'll do the Phoenix Force part, but it's one of the greater battles between T'Challa and uh, Namor. So I'm really excited about uh, Black Panther 2. It's just like, that's a long way away. May 6, 2022 is a long way away, but they do have the Eternals coming out. There are going to be plenty of MCU films that are coming out. Um, I think Thor, Love, and Thunder is going to come out before that. 
uh, which is going to be awesome because it's going to have the female Thor, Jane Foster, played by Natalie Portman. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, in a little bit of minor news, Lizzie McGuire is going to return. Hilary Duff is signed on to come back and reprise her role as Lizzie McGuire uh, in a new Disney Plus TV show. High School Musical is getting a TV show called High School, High School Musical. I think it's called High School Musical, the musical, the series, which is absurd, but that's the one that I'm surprised at all of the negative backlash. Like, a lot of people are seeing this new cast, and they're shitting on them, which, first of all, I didn't know there was, there was that big of a fan base in my generation for a high school musical, but a lot of people are pissed off about a new cast. Uh, and so we're going to see how that goes, but, I mean, they are taking a beating online. I mean, and I'm talking about Black Twitter, you know. I don't care about any other version of Twitter. Black Twitter is kicking High School Musical, the series' ass. It's not going really good right now, but we'll see how it goes. Um, Jeff Goldblum has a show called The World According to Jeff Goldblum. I don't know what it's about. I know it sounds awesome. I know Jeff Goldblum is a national treasure, and he's beyond reproach. And I can't wait to see what it is. Even though, like, I don't know what to expect as far as it's concerned. And uh, lastly, Lady in the Tramp is getting uh, a release on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be a Disney Plus exclusive, from my understanding. Uh, so it's going to join the other remakes, of, like The Lion King, Aladdin, Jungle Book. Uh, so that's dropping that'll be out when disney plus releases on november 12th i don't know if it's going to be day one that particular movie uh but they're going to kick it off with a bang from what i'm seeing and speaking of disney plus i didn't realize how powerful this damn platform was until this this conference so of course you have the mcu original shows of course you're going to have um, the Star Wars original shows and speaking of Star Wars Star Wars uh, got a new poster for uh, The Rise of Skywalker and apparently footage was shown spoiler, 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 spoiler right here footage was shown of Rey being on the dark side which is huge Like, and they've been flirting with that idea especially in The Last Jedi but it appears that we're going to get Dark Side Ray. So I can't wait to see what they do with that. It kind of feels like we're trending for um, for the the bad guys to win in the end. But I don't know. We'll just see how it goes. But I'm excited you know, to hear about it. Especially after the last Jedi. The only thing that was good about the last Jedi was that battle where Ray and Kylo Ren uh, fought all those soldiers in front of uh, Snoke. That that is one of the best Star Wars battles I've ever seen. But um, as a movie, it just it was not all that great. It's, it's forgettable. So yeah, we can see if uh, they can redeem themselves with Rise of Skywalker. I'm hoping that they can. Again, I I'm not the biggest fan of Star Wars, but I like getting lost in Star Wars if that makes any sense. But anyway. Uh, going back to D23, um, yeah, it, it just seems to me like, I'm just going to say it, Disney Plus is 
it's fucking overpowered, man. <laughs> and that's a term that's commonly uh, used with like anime characters. Disney Plus is freaking overpowered. First of all, they have a package where you can get Disney Plus, which is already cheap as fuck, at like six ninety nine. You get Disney Plus, uh, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, which really isn't worth. ESPN Plus is like five bucks. It's not even worth that to me. But when you package it in with Hulu and uh, Disney Plus for what, like twelve ninety nine, that is a freaking steal. That it's gonna be something that makes people have to make a decision about what other streaming service they're going to keep. A lot of us have like two streaming services, maybe three. The only reason Amazon is probably going to stick around is because it comes with two-day shipping. So Amazon is cool. But you look at that and Netflix is still kicking up their prices and stuff and some decisions, some tough decisions are going to be made, man. And you can get all three of those for twelve ninety-nine. And then when you get away from that and you have original shows coming out for the MCU, you have original shows coming out for Star Wars, and then Disney has original shows coming out for their stuff, and then they have all the classics. The full catalog is going to be available. And when the new movies come out of theaters, they're going to Disney+. Plus. That is, that's some shit. That is some shit right there, man. Like, that's tough, Chief. That is really tough. How do you stand against the might of Disney, who already has several billion-dollar movies in 2019? They have Lion King. They have Captain Marvel. They have Spider-Man Far From Home. Then Endgame is now the highest-grossing movie ever it coming in at over two billion dollars. You have Frozen Two coming out later this year. That's gonna get over a billion dollars. Toy Story Four hit over a billion dollars, and uh, then you have Star Wars coming up at the end of the year. That's gonna be over a billion dollars, and then you have uh, Maleficent Two, which may not go over a billion dollars, but it's gonna make a lot of money. Dumbo, yeah, that shit was a flop, but it still made a decent amount of money. Like, Disney is it's the gift that keeps on giving. How do you stop it? How do you stop this well-oiled machine at this point? And how do you compete? Not only are they getting all these movies, not only do they have all these classics, all 30 seasons of The Simpsons are going to be available on day one of Disney+. Plus. I'm not even a Simpsons fan. But I know a lot of people watch The Simpsons. That's a big deal. That's another reason to get the service. And if all of that wasn't enough, I found out today Nat fucking Geo is going to be on there. National Geographic is going to be a part of Disney+. Plus. It's not fair. They're going to get the Disney documentaries um, or Nat Geo documentaries on their platform as well. They have something for just about everybody. And even with the, the ESPN Plus part, if you're a soccer fan, ESPN Plus is worth it. If you're a sports fan that likes the history of sports, they have all the 30 for 30s on there. And it's it's ridiculous, man. It's ridiculous at this point. But even with all that said, I can't wait to get it. I can't wait to get my hands on it. I can't wait to, to play around and just, just be able to revisit any movie I want when I want from my childhood uh, even the movies I've enjoyed in my adulthood having an entire MCU catalog available on one streaming service alone 
it's worth the price of admission for this geek. So I can't wait for it. I can't wait to, to see movies that I may have forgotten about, movies I may not have ever seen from Disney. So I'm excited about it. Speaking of being excited, the news broke that one of the Wachowski sisters is uh, going to be helming the newest uh, chapter of the Matrix saga. And yeah, I didn't say reboot. I said the newest chapter. The Matrix 4 is coming out. Now, I heard rumblings about this uh, maybe sometime last year. I didn't know, you know, how to take it, but, you know, it, it was just a wait and see attitude. And then the announcement came down, and unfortunately for them, the announcement's thunder kind of got stole by um, the uh, reveal that Sony and Disney had come to a standstill as far as talking about um, Spider-Man returning to the MCU. And, and people are, have kind of forgotten that the Matrix got announced maybe a couple of hours before that announcement came out. But not only are we getting a new Matrix movie, Carrie Ann Moss and Keanu fucking Reeves, who has been on another level since the last time he was in the Matrix as far as his acting ability, his martial arts abilities, and shit, his blockbuster abilities. He's coming back. Neo is returning to theaters. I cannot wait. I mean... Keanu was cool back then, but now we got John Wick. Keanu is going to be in the Matrix 4. And, and I mean, it's just, it's pure bliss. Um, as far as the first three movies, of course, the first one is a classic. It's beyond reproach. It can't be touched. It's a, a, just a beautiful film beginning to end, even though it's a little bit grimy. The second one, Matrix Reloaded. As much as I love the first one, the second one is honestly my favorite, even with its shortcomings, as far as kind of being too wordy and, and too, a little too story driven. I know that sounds crazy, but it, it just tried to do the most. Uh, but The Matrix Reloaded has some of the best fights in the series, namely the uh, fight uh, where at the, the place where the Keymaker was being kept prisoner. That's one of the best fights in any movie I've seen. Like, if I had a top 30 movie fight scenes, that's gonna make it. Uh, of course, the Burley Brawl where he fought 100 Agent Smiths, that's a classic moment in cinematic history. It's just an incredible movie. And I remember I was talking to um, one of the guys who is on Off Topic with me over on uh, Black Excellence and uh, Ignorance. I was talking to him. He's a huge Matrix fan too. And we were just recounting, you know, how badass Neo was in The Matrix Reloaded. And I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about it. Revolutions was the thing that, that happened. Revolutions actually has another action scene that I will put in my top 50 with um, the attack on Zion from the uh, robots or the cyborgs or whatever, for the machines. Uh, that's a, a wonderful... That's really the only reason to even revisit that movie because the last battle is a little bit drawn out and the ending is kind of there it's kind of there uh but overall i love the matrix series i can't see what they do with the fourth one uh and i mean with the new technology that we have uh the wachowski sisters um 
they still got it as far as being able to direct action. I know they've had some flops like Jupiter Ascending and uh, what's that other movie? Uh, Cloud Atlas. They 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 are a little too ambitious sometimes, but I still know they have the action chops, and I think they're going to deliver a good movie. Uh, but apparently, they have a real story to tell. So, uh, in other news, in Stranger news, the toy company Hasbro has bought Death Row Records. That's all I got. Like it's so strange that you just look at it sideways you wonder what the fuck is going on and you want to know more but you kind of don't want to know more so we're going to see how it goes we're going to see what comes from it I don't think anything is going to come from it but at the same time why would you spend money on buying that record company and not do anything with it like what is Hasbro out to do are we going to get I don't know I don't. I just don't even I don't know what to, to say about it like they make board games and other toys and stuff why does Hasbro feel the need to get to get Death Row Records it's just weird it's weird to even say but whatever like I want to say we'll wait and see what's going to happen but I really don't want to wait and see what's going to happen uh, so it's strange but yeah I'm moving on uh, in a little bit of sports news Andrew Luck has retired from the NFL. He says the mental grind and the, in so many words, the mental grind and the weight of the mental portion of the game is weighed on him. I read that as it's not the preparation. It's not actually playing. That's a, the bad part about it. I think it's the mental weight of your body failing you. That's an issue with him. He's had so many injuries since being in the league uh, and it's, it's just unfortunate um, I'm a fan of his play style I'm a fan of of uh, how he plays of how he puts his team on his shoulders and the Colts really didn't give him a lot to work with he never had a great offensive line he never had a great receiver or anything like that and he did what he could and his body just failed him and I think he got hurt it's, to my understanding he had to leave practice because he was hurt and he just looked back and he was like this shit ain't worth it this shit ain't worth it man I'm getting beat up every day I'm getting hit all the time I'm carrying this team and I have nothing to work with and I see that I'm going to take even more hits and my health is going to further deteriorate and it's just not worth it so he let the uh, the organization know that he's gone he's retired and it's a sad story it reminds you of what kind of grind these guys in the NFL has to go, have to go through and and you know he did it for his health uh, that seems to be the consensus from the reports I'm reading so yeah in 2019 Andrew Luck, Luck has retired at I believe 29 or no he might be 27 but I think he's 29 years old so he's out and finally just to get into a little bit of silly news um Popeyes came out with a chicken sandwich and they were trying it out in several states uh it's one of the first menu items I noticed the first time I went to Popeyes since I moved to Georgia and I didn't realize it wasn't everywhere already and so this sandwich has been around I've had it 
uh, it's pretty good. I've had the mild one. Uh, my wife has had the spicy one. She says it's fantastic. The mild one is okay. I love the amount of crunch that it had in there. Uh, I added, ended up adding ketchup to it. Like it was straight with the mayonnaise. I don't care for the pickles because those are those trash-ass cucumber pickles. Um, they still had that little bit of the cucumber aftertaste. I hate that shit. And I don't even have a problem with cucumbers. I just hate the way that fucking pickle tastes. So, But as far as the chip is... I mean, not the chip. As far as the... But as far as the sandwich is concerned, the sandwich is actually a quality sandwich. I wouldn't say it was better than Chick-fil-A, but it is crunchier than Chick-fil-A's. Uh, it may even be a little bit juicier than Chick-fil-A's, but yeah, they came out with a sandwich targeting Chick-fil-A, and social media, black Twitter got hold of it. You start hearing other people say, hey, this sandwich is better than Chick-fil-A's sandwich, and things start to escalate and escalate, and then my job is like right across the street from a Popeyes. I look out the window one day. The line is wrapped around the fucking building for this sandwich. Now, this is too... I've been here for almost two months. A month ago, not even a month ago, a couple weeks ago, I went and got the sandwich with no issue. And I moved here in June, so in July, I got the sandwich with no issue. These people have seen this sandwich. Thought nothing of it, ordered probably a three-piece dinner or something like that, and kept it moving. But social media got hold of it. All these places start doing these comparison videos. Comedians like um, Kev on stage did a comparison video for the chicken sandwich, and it is taken over social media. And now this huge debate has broken out. And now even Chick-fil-A has kind of responded to it. And then Wendy steps in and says, well, our spicy chicken sandwich has been the best for a while, so it's whatever. I personally have to try the spicy one. Apparently, that's the one that everyone is raving over and that's mind-blowing. And I also want to try the regular one with the Cajun Sparkle. And if you have not tried Cajun Sparkle on your Popeye's chicken, you are asleep. That makes all the difference as far as flavor and everything. But yeah, I'm going to check it out again, see if it's worth a damn as far as the spicy chicken sandwich one is concerned. Um, from my personal take, my wife thinks that the spicy chicken sandwich is better than the regular one. I personally uh, think that the regular chicken sandwich is uh, not better than the Chick-fil-A one, but we'll see. You know, it's it's just something to do. And people, 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 please, please, let black people have fun online. Everything doesn't have to be a super woke moment. It doesn't have to be a conscientious debate about, hey, well, what, what are you doing for this and all this kind of stuff. Just let have people have fun. It's a fucking chicken sandwich. It's not hurting anybody. You can stick out your ass. You'll be all right. Well, before I get out of here, just a little house cleaning. Um, shout out to Bradmore Realty. That's B-R-A-D-M-O-O-R-E Realty. You hit them up for all your realty needs. They're good people. Uh, they have great homes in the Jackson Metro area and uh, even outside of the area like Ridgeland and Madison. So, yeah, definitely get at them. Please check out the sister podcast from the mothership. 
as I call it, aka Reality Breach. They sponsor the Unapologetic Experience. They also sponsor uh, the Reality Breach podcast so with Sergio. Sergio also has another podcast under that brand uh, called Shellheads. That's excellent. It talks about basically it's a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle show, and it's pretty damn good. It is pretty damn good. Like I've, I've laughed, and it gave me a little bit of nostalgia. Uh, the Black Pocket Podcast, you know, those are my boys. Those are my boys, man. Rob, Justin, and Dunchy. Like, check them out, man. It's nothing but Bobby Shop talk or front porch talk. <laughs> um, just with, with three geeks, and it's it's lovely, man. It's all love, man. I can't wait to get back in town and record with those guys again. Check out the resident DJ, DJ Lil Walt. You can follow him on Facebook. You can find him on SoundCloud. He just dropped his birthday mix. Shout out to him. Happy birthday, my brother. But yeah, check him out. Check his channel out. Over 3 million spins on SoundCloud. He got a mix for whatever you want. Uh, Of course, the maestro of my madness. Dunchy. Dunchy did it on SoundCloud. Some of the best beats I've heard. People are sleeping on him. A lot of people are woke on him too. So shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Black with No Chaser. It's been a pleasure doing a partnership. I've done a couple articles with them. Um, I watched The Intruder with Michael Ely and Megan Good, and I gave a, a brief review about that. And, and my God, that movie. Definitely go and check that piece out. Um, I also talked about the Rich Paul rule. Uh, where LeBron James' uh, agent seems to be to have been recently targeted by the NCAA and when they instituted a new rule to kind of obstruct uh, or keep up-and-coming talents from uh, signing him on as their agent. But they also have other great pieces. They have a series going on called Black in the Day where you get some black history uh, for the specific date. Uh, so yeah, it is cool. And then of course Leslie from uh, Black Excellence and Ignorance, he writes for them too. And his pieces are always pretty funny or insightful. Like just just check those guys out. Uh, Black with No Chaser again. You can follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And speaking of Black Excellence and Ignorance, follow them on Instagram. Check out our show Off Topic. Uh, which is on SoundCloud, the Black Excellence and Ignorance uh, SoundCloud page. Definitely give us a listen. We just recently broke down uh, Jay-Z and the whole situation with the NFL and his NFL deal. Uh, We attacked him from, or not attacked him, but we tackled it from multiple sides, from him signing the deal, uh, what we think will come from it, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed's response to the deal as well as social media's response to the deal so definitely check that episode out and the other episodes that we offer and also I have a new podcast called um, The Culture Sports it's myself and my good friend TK Uh, TK and I have collaborated a couple times we collaborated on this second episode I believe of um, the unapologetic experience where we talked about uh, Captain Marvel and he did that review with me it's always a pleasure speaking with him you know, we've been tackling a couple of sports uh, topics as they come and coming up we're going to do a big NFL preview so you don't want to miss that but until next time it's your boy Jarius the unapologetic geek 
thank you for your support. My last episode had some great returns. Uh, I appreciate all the spins, all the listens. You have my sincerest gratitude. And until next time, I am out.